0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepherd talk to parents about how to keep the marriage going in the midst of teen struggles. Let's hear what they have to say.
1: The first casualty of a teen struggling is usually a mom and dad who are not together. They're not on the same page. They feel like something needs to be handled Mm -hmm. differently. And it's a time that you see a different way of thinking between a mom and a dad because they're made that way. But sometimes that causes a little bit of riff and a little bit of difficulty. And it's so important for mom and dad to get it together together. You know, even if they don't agree, they need to support one another so that we're given a clear and defined message to a teen that needs something to hang on to and hold on to as they go through their adolescent years.
2: All right. Keeping the marriage going in the midst of teen struggles, our topic here today. Here's an email. Let me uh, read the email now and you can comment if you like, Mark, but we'll deal with this in greater detail later in the broadcast today. This uh, grandmother says, Jamie is my granddaughter. I've raised her since she was two. She's always been hard to handle, but now it's getting out of hand. She's disrespectful, uncooperative, angry, and mean. We've tried counseling, private school, different parenting techniques, etc. She's a smart girl, but an angry one. Our marriage is on the brink of divorce. Now, this is the grandparents' marriage yeah, on the brink yeah. of divorce. We need help to keep this family together.
1: Oh, man. I tell you, you know, and that's that proves my point that when a child struggles, whether it's a your own child or a grandchild, it causes conflict. You know, most of us live life walking a path that we feel pretty good about how we're parenting and what we're doing in our kids in their pre-adolescent years, respond to us and make us out to be superheroes and supermen and superwomen. And so we get the idea that we're doing this all right and everything is great. And we think we're really good parents. Mm -hmm. Or perhaps we've had one child that has done well and this next one's not doing so well. It causes friction. And because I'm not used to friction, I usually refer back to the old ways of how I handled conflict back in junior high. Moms and dads, this is for you. This is what we're going to be talking about.
2: We will double back on that email later. All right, Mark, let's dig deeper on this topic, keeping the marriage going in the midst of teen struggles. You've said in your writing that often the crisis with a teen amplifies the true condition of a marriage.
1: (laughs) It does. You know, so many times we get married, and, and who would ever think that we would ever struggle. On the day that we're married, everything is just beautiful and wonderful. And then kids come along, and they accentuate us and make us feel like we are just great people. And yep. as long as there's peace, then we get along fine. But you then? Know, then adolescence, comes along and we find that we're not prepared, that dads can't fix it all the time. Moms can nag all they want and it's not going to change. And what happens is we begin to see that perhaps a dad who has poured his life into his child starts to move away a little bit because they don't know how to fix their child, and a mom is just worn out because they have tried so hard to, to help a child through something. And in those two conditions of a dad that's beginning to walk away a little bit, and perhaps a mom that is worn out, it exacerbates the emotion and anger starts to flare and people start to say things that they've never heard before. And a little tiny problem now turns into Mm. a major problem. And I think the email that you read just a little while ago, here is a family, a grandmother who's saying, we need to keep this family yeah. together. And and there is the wisdom of Solomon reflected in the wisdom of a grandparent who says, we need to keep the family together. And that's true. And so before you tackle all those issues that you're going to struggle with, with an adolescent teen. Make sure that you're together with your spouse. Now, somebody says, well, wait a minute, we're divorced and got divorced 10 years ago and we haven't been together and now we're having to, it's forcing us back to have to deal with some issues and and, and such, I, I can't give you all the answers to to all the problems that are going to be caused from not having a mom and dad in the same home, but somewhere you're going to have to communicate with one another if there's joint custody. But even if you are together and married and and you your kids are struggling a little bit, you're going to have to communicate mm-hmm. at a different level. And, and here's the reason why because how you've been doing it in the past is no longer working. It doesn't mean that it's wrong, and it doesn't mean that you were misguided. It just means whatever you've been doing has got to be different. And if you're like me... As a dad, I want to know what's going on and just tell me where I need to get and I'll get you there. And it's very frustrating when I don't know how to move down that road.
2: And I hope we have some parents listening today whose teen is not in crisis because here's right. the message, get together now on this so that when something comes along down the road to disrupt that marriage, a right. teen you know, right. who's struggling, Absolutely. you're together now. Absolutely,
1: you know? you know, I mean, it's those parents that are sitting out there now going, well, you know, my child is never going to struggle. They're never going to have a difficult time. I think they're going to breeze right through adolescence with no problem. Maybe I would go, that is the first sign of something maybe potentially happening and you're not going to be prepared Mm. because I will tell you that I've had over 2,500 kids live with me the last 20 years that every one of the parents has said this. We never knew that our child was going to struggle during their adolescent years. So as a result, what has happened with those families, they didn't prepare. And the one thing that you have got to do is spend some time preparing, you know, for the opportunity or perhaps the chance that, that your child might struggle. Every one of us believes that, that our kids have a chance of getting cancer one day from being exposed to the sun. So we use sunscreen because we know that the sun can do the damage and will damage. I'm telling you, it's the same thing. Even with your six, eight, 10, 11-year-old kids, you've got to come together and start those discussions and that would be the first step toward moving to a healthy adolescent time for your teen as they approach those years.
2: And if you're not together, the first person who knows that is your teen.
1: That's right and they will know how to manipulate each other. They will know how to move around. They'll know how to be deceptive to one. I mean, kids are great in understanding relationships of mom and dad. And so it's important to get together. And, and somebody would say, no, wait a minute. We just can't see eye to eye. You know what? This would be a great time to get counseling. And if somebody asked me, well, should we get counseling? My pad answer is this to everybody. of the time. I think everybody needs to go through counseling. I think every one of us are in need of a Savior. I don't think any one of us is perfect. And I think we all need a, a cloud of people around us that will help guide and direct us into positive ways to not only... Help us get to where we want to go, but to keep us from getting to the place where we never thought we'd end up. I need people around me to do that. And so a wise parent, a wise mom understands my child might struggle, and because they might struggle, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to prepare for those times. Mm -hmm.
0: Every parent knows that setting rules and consequences is one of the hardest parts of the job, but lots of parents make it harder than it has to be. Mark Gregston has helped parents all over the country, and now he's put what he's learned into the Developing Rules and Consequences Workbook. In it, Mark walks parents through the process of putting together a plan for developing rules and consequences that generate results. In the Developing Rules and Consequences Workbook, Mark talks about the importance of setting a small number of specific rules that change the whole atmosphere of your home. Communicating exactly what you want from your team will help you learn how to discourage inappropriate behavior and encourage better decision-making. That means crafting rules with consequences that will make them think twice before they make a decision. The Developing Rules and Consequences Workbook will show you how by helping you create a custom plan that works for your home. The hardest part of the job is about to get a little easier. Order the Developing Rules and Consequences Workbook by visiting ParentingTeenResources.org.
2: A teen knows divided they fall, so you've got to present yourself as a united couple. Uh, And tackling teens' problems. Yeah,
1: no doubt. And so, yeah, I go, you know, take some proactive steps here. And and I want to line out some of those for folks and and say, you know, if you know that you're going to struggle or you are struggling, you need to do some things to help move in this direction. Okay, let's talk about that. The first thing would be see the experience as something you must manage together. There's got to be an understanding. We can't do this apart. You've got to come to the conclusion that, you know, and you look at your spouse, do you want to do this together? (laughs) You are wired differently than I am. You know what? And it's, good that they are. Because if you were both wired like the husband and had to fix everything, you'd be greatly disappointed. And if you're both wired like the mom, you know, that is more emotional, you're both going to be basket cases. And so what you need is the intent of somebody who wants to fix things coupled with the emotion and compassion of a mother and let those two things work together. But it's very important that somebody says, we need to work together.
2: And then share your feelings.
1: Share your feelings about what's happening in the family and what is hurting your marriage and say, these are things that are difficult. And this is a time that a that a dad may say, now, wait a minute, I've been a great dad. You know, men have a tendency to take any... Uh, hurt or difficulty or loss that's brought up in a family and think that it is because of them that that something's not happening. Well, now, wait a minute. I've met all the needs of this family. <laughs> you know, a, a dad is going to have to get beyond yeah. that and see that, that they are not the sole providers of everything in their kids' or their wives' life. So share the feelings about what's happening and what's hurting your marriage. The third thing would be present a united front to your team. We just talked about Sit that. Sit down and talk. You know, your child will have the Napoleon mindset to divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. Don't allow that to happen. The fourth thing would be don't expect your spouse to fill the void. What What do you mean by that? Well, you know, if you have a close relationship with a child and that child starts moving off in another direction, sometimes the expectation level is put on the other spouse. That's just one more thing for somebody else to do. If a child is struggling and having a tough time and there's losses involved in that relationship, you can't expect everybody else to pick that up. It is a loss that only maybe God can fill for that temporary amount of time that that child is away from you. Mm -hmm. Don't expect your spouse to change would be the next one.
2: Really? I hope they do change. (laughs) You know,
1: my wife and I went to counseling because she was really struggling with things. And and one of those things she was struggling with was, was me. And as we went through counseling for a year and a half, I would say it was the best time of our marriage to learn about things. But I felt a great sense of release when I heard counsel from this counselor that sat with us and said, Mark, you need to quit trying to change your wife. Hmm. And when the counselor looked at Jan and said, you need to quit trying to change your husband.
2: It it? has
1: changed our life immensely. The next thing would be don't blame each other for the trouble you're experiencing with your teen. Don't avoid the pain would be the next thing. And the other thing would be build in some fun times together. Even though we're struggling? Even though you're struggling, it, it lets your child know that you can struggle and still love one another. It lets your wife know that even though we don't agree, agree on some things, we can still get along and have fun. It keeps the spark going. It keeps that fire of, of passion kind of moving among a mom and dad that is going to be needed during the time that a child's hardship or a teen's struggle could extinguish that fire. You want to make sure it's built pretty strong.
2: And I know you also recommend that parents get together with other parents. As a matter of fact, we can facilitate those (laughs) get-together times with some of the resources that we have, and you'll find those on the website, parentingtodaysteens.org.
1: Right. I always tell parents, get with other parents. There are other people that are struggling out there just as much as you are. Make sure you hook up and just start telling your story, and you will be amazed how other parents... Other moms and dads will share what is happening in their life.
2: We open the program today with this heartfelt email from a grandmother uh, who has the granddaughter they've been raising since she was two, and now the granddaughter is a teenager and getting out of hand, disrespectful, uncooperative, angry, and mean. And it's breaking up this grandparent's oh, marriage. Oh, it is. It is. And our, our hearts just break about that.
1: It does. You know, and I tell these grandparents you know, don't allow a grandchild or a child to destroy your relationship. I mean, and I think that's reason enough to have a child leave home and go someplace else. If it is destroying relationships within your home, it's time to think of an alternative. It's time to get a respite from the challenges that are always being faced. And that could be a summer camp experience. It could be sending your child off on a mission trip for two weeks and and whatever it takes to refresh them and get them back on target. Start doing things like that. Because as you remember, when you read the email earlier, I mean, this family has tried counseling. They've done the private school mm-hmm. thing. They've utilized different parenting techniques. I mean, they are they are just at wit's end, not knowing what else to do. And most people don't know what to do.
2: Yeah. And now, these are grandparents who took on this challenge. That's right. For
1: whatever reason, they took Sadly, it on. Sure. Yeah. And so at the twilight of their years or the golden years, they shouldn't have to be wrestling with this. So this is the time that I would say, you know, Grandma, this is a time that this child needs to go live someplace else. I saw
2: this happen in my own home. I was Did raised you? by parents who had to raise their grandchildren. So yeah, I saw yeah. some of this.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's just amazing how many grandparents are involved with their grandkids today. We're all living longer, and we're and we're living better, and so we're more involved in the life of our grandkids. And so this family's been put in this position. But I tell you, don't let, don't let your struggling teen destroy or damage your marriage. And that needs to be a, one of the first commitments made that we will do whatever we have to do to protect our marriage and not be uh, torn apart by our teen who is struggling.
2: I want you to repeat that because I think some parents listening today are just going to grab onto that and they, they they need to hold onto something.
1: They do. You know, it's okay to, to uh, do whatever you need to do to make sure you save your marriage. Do not let a struggling teen damage or destroy your marriage. Do something about it. If those waves of struggling and confusion are battering the shoreline of your marriage and the way you operate your home, start to gird yourself in such a way now so that you'll be strong for for those bigger waves that are yet to come. And, and just as the tide comes in and brings bigger waves, it also recedes at times. Take advantage of those times. But let me tell you, the waves don't quit. I spend a lot of time at a beach in Mexico, and I sit and stare at the waves, and people say, what do you do in Mexico? I say, I do nothing. I just look at the waves. <laughs> but I've learned from the waves is that it doesn't quit. And so you've got to change maybe a, a style, a way that you operate, change the makeup of the home to make sure that you guarantee that a child does not destroy your relationship with that beautiful person that you married that one day.
2: Let me ask you to say it again. What's the number one thing we need to take away from our conversation here today?
1: You know, I'd I'd say it, you know, three times is a charm. You know, don't let a struggling teen damage your relationship uh, in your marriage. That would be it.